Hello everybody, welcome back again once again to the October edition of the Bowdoin Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Bear Athletic Fund. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we should have a very exciting October edition here today as we're going to talk Bowdoin women's rugby. Our first guest for the first 15 minutes will be with head coach Mary Beth Matthews. She talks about the program, her career, and the past, present, and future looking ahead to this season. Then we're going to talk in the later half of the podcast with former player Meredith Outerson as she talks about her experience playing at Bowdoin uh, women's rugby and what she learned from that experience as well as playing with her teammates. So it's a very, very exciting podcast. Stick with us here. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello and welcome to the inaugural Bowdoin Athletics Podcast brought to you by the Polar Bear Athletic Fund. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board with what should be a very, very exciting podcast. First off, we have the head coach of the rugby program at Bowdoin, Mary Beth Matthews, joins us. She's in her 25th season here as a head coach. She created the program, as many of you, I assume, know. uh, uh, Bowdoin Rugby is the oldest varsity women's rugby program in the country. So, Mary Beth, thanks so much for the time and joining us here on the podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. So, Coach, just talk about how you got involved with the rugby going back. I know you grew up in Massachusetts. Just talk about that whole timeline for you. Okay, sure. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts and then went to college in Maine, was a three-sport athlete. And uh, my senior year heard about a women's rugby program beginning down in Boston. And uh, traveled down there, not really expecting to play, but taking a, a good, really good friend of mine down to show her where the practice fields were, and uh, fell into the sport, of course, and, and the rest is history. I really, really loved um, the nature of the sport, the camaraderie, the ability to have contact and be strong, and just play this brand new game that women in this country never played before. It was absolutely exhilarating. And... Uh, Played back here in Maine and in Boston, off and on then for the next 15 years. Played for Beantown, which is the first and original women's team in this country, and then founded the Portland, Maine Women's Rugby Club. Uh, We won a national championship. And uh, taking time out for children, uh, I did go back to rugby. Played again for Beantown and won a couple more national championships. And just what this sport has given me, um, prepared me to want to give it to others as, as I pushed through a couple of different careers in my life and then found my way you know, here to Maine and being asked to volunteer coach the club program that already was in existence uh, since probably 1981 or 82 is how we can trace it back. And then, so then, eventually, in two thousand two, two thousand three, uh, rugby uh, went from a club to a varsity sport. Just talk about that transition. Yes, certainly. So I began uh, volunteer coaching the club program in nineteen ninety four, and uh, the the program was fairly well established. Had fifty or sixty women playing the sport, and they wanted to be good. Uh, so that was just a fantastic opportunity for me. Uh, to be able to come to Bowdoin and coach a couple of afternoons and then segue into, um, you know, a, a head coach here at Bowdoin when it was a club sport but still having a viable presence on campus because it was a, a big program and a well-known program. In 2002-2003, the athletic director at the time, Jeff Ward, approached me and uh, suggested that he wanted to take the program 
to the varsity status. And many of the reasons were because it supported and respected a women's contact sport, which Bowdoin didn't have. Uh, And I think he also valued and respected the program that my husband Bob and I had built here and had continued to nurture, giving women athletes and students here at Bowdoin just the opportunity to play a brand new sport and experience uh, what benefits rugby had to offer them. And I, you had an interesting quote on your bio. It's, it said, it's your experience that some of the most diverse, interesting, amazing women choose to play rugby. Just go into that quote. I thought it was very interesting. You know, so rugby is a sport that is body positive and requires the body types of uh, all different shapes, sizes, speeds, and strengths. 15 people on the field at one time and uh, comprised of a forward pack of eight players and then the back line of seven. And there are different body types that are welcome and needed for those different positions. So um, that's one part of the diversity. The other part of the diversity on our team here at Bowdoin is uh, widespread, and it's any type of young woman will be welcome to join the team. And that's pretty well known on the culture. So we've We've established a culture that uh, if you're going to try this sport, then everybody has value and everyone brings something to the team. It's a participation sport. It, we are not full of just recruited athletes, and therefore, you know, we need to, we need people to give it a try. The diversity. So here at Bowdoin, women's rugby is the most diverse team on campus. We have students from all sorts of different backgrounds: racial, religion, sexual orientation. Um, class and ethnicity and it really makes for a fabulous learning environment since they're all pretty much all trying a brand new sport now that's changed since we now do some recruiting and there's plenty of high school rugby out there and we're getting some great talent coming into Bowdoin but that diversity exists in the sport of rugby partly because it is an international sport you go anywhere in the world and and the teams are very very diverse no matter where you go so um, that's just a great learning environment and an experiential part of their Bowdoin education to play on the women's rugby team. And you've been there so long. That must be amazing for you to see those players want to come back and you know create a, a family for the rugby team. It, it, yes, it's a really uh, a warm spot in my heart. Uh, I'm, I'm so close to so many of them, uh, having watched them go through four years. You know, college is a transition time in, in these young women's lives. They're not always easy. Uh, they join the rugby team to learn a new sport and to have a, have a group of friends and have a team and have a focus outside of their academics. But certainly, you know, life is going on, and life is not always easy. And uh, they experience the ups and downs with a lot of support on this rugby team. And I think that uh, at the end of four years, when I watch them graduate on the uh, walker steps of the museum, it's, um, it's really, really rewarding and fulfilling. I'm so proud of each and every one of them, especially those women who maybe struggled the most. And you, it's interesting, too, we were talking before, a lot of people might assume there's recruiting done before they get to college, but in your situation, that's really not the case. Just talk about the whole recruiting situation uh, with rugby. Sure, certainly. When I started in 1994 and for, for several years, the first nine or ten years, it was a club sport, and all of our recruiting was done on campus directly from the student body. Um, Back then in the 90s and uh, 2001 to 2010, 
uh, the type of student that came to college, that came to Bowdoin, uh, w- was fantastic. So she'd put her hand up and say, sure, you know, I'll try that sport. We had a lot of gro- growth mindset, a lot of curiosity. Here, I've left home. I'm on the college campus. Maybe I don't want to play uh, the team sport I played in high school, but I do want to be on a team. There's a lot of value to being on a team. It helps my academics, you know, keeps keeps me healthy, um, and a lot of friendships. So we recruit from the student body and have always had anywhere from 40 to 60 members on the team, which has been fantastic. Um, a lot of uh, students on the team will do poster campaigns and do an info session, maybe do a little bit of rugby on the quad because most people have not played the sport before. Now that it's been varsity, we do have uh, some admission support. It's increasing. Uh, now that uh, we're in an NCAA varsity rugby conference and so there is recruiting i go out on the road and there are a number of um tournaments in the winter that i head to the high school national championships is played each year in may and a lot of students find Bowdoin because we're such a great academic institution and the oldest team in the country that has varsity women's rugby they find me and then it's a matter of you know going through the typical recruiting process identifying the positions that uh, that we need and who's the right fit and of course the academic level in order to be successful at Bowdoin so um, now it's a mix we still do a lot of recruiting on campus and uh, and then there's a the number of spots that we get from admissions then that's the recruiting process same as other varsity sports and I didn't realize, too, in talking uh, to Jim Caden, the SID, there's about 50 players on the rugby team. I didn't realize there was that many players. Normally our roster is pretty high. I will say the past few years it's started to drop off. Uh, that has me concerned because you do need uh, between 40 and 50. You would like that number on your roster to sustain uh, what we always have is a very competitive A side and then a developmental B side. Because it's a new game, you do need that developmental B-side where students can learn at a level that matches their experience and then give them time, both from the skill level and the safety level, to work their way into that A-side or starting position. And then talk about scheduling. I know that's always an interesting process. What goes into the process? What type of schools do you look to schedule? And how does it all play out? Um, that has been an evolving process over the years. Interesting. Um, Collegiate rugby in the United States, uh, the NGB is USA Rugby, and prior to the league that we're in now, we were in a NESCAC conference uh, full of NESCAC schools, and prior to that it was just New England. You basically will play teams that are at your competitive level and that are in a geographic location that makes sense. But over the years that has evolved then from this New England Rugby Football League to a uh, New England small college rugby conference. And now, because there are enough NCAA varsity teams, we play in the National Intercollegiate Rugby Association, which is made up of all varsity programs. And then you, I read, too, that you, you placed first place in that division in your first year. We did last year in, in Tier 2. Now, certainly in those uh, 18 to 20 NCAA programs, there's a wide range of Division 1, Division 2, and Division 3 schools. Uh, Division 1, Division 2, of course, giving scholarships and, and a lot of recruits. Um, so it, the, the league divides itself into a Tier 1 and a Tier 2, and Bowdoin won Tier 2 last year. Very proud of that accomplishment. 
And over your years, Coach, uh, what, what, what's a moment that stuck out for you on the field in terms of accomplishments uh, in your, your long storied history with the program? Oh, Mike, um, you know, being here 24 years, I've got a lot. Um, I'll, I'll give you a few. Um, certainly the first one that comes to mind is the very first year that I coached. And uh, this, this team just wanted to be good. It was a team full of athletes. I think they just needed a bit of direction. Uh, actually, the first two years that I did coach, the team went undefeated and won the national champ. Uh, I'm sorry, won the New England championship, which was as far as you could go back then in Division Three rugby. And that was just euphoric. They they probably outscored their opponents something like 293 to three, and uh, they were just really they were two really good teams. This was um, 94 and 95 in the fall. Uh, after that, a couple of fantastic memories are the 2007 team that went to the national championship in the Final Four, uh, beating the University of Arizona and a couple of other really strong, big programs. And that was fantastic. The whole school rallied behind them. This was back in the time when we played a fall season and qualified for nationals and then had to wait through the four or five long, cold months of winter to play in the in the national championship and uh not having had grass or a field or games that was quite a challenge but the team rose to the occasion and that whole group of students it, it just is a great memory and then the final one i think would be beating Cutstown. and i think my more recent grads and people on the current team right now would say that was a goal of them they had uh they had lost to Cutstown in a couple of um sweet 16 or elite eight games even a final four game in 2015 and uh, finally beat them and that was just a fantastic moment so all in all a lot of the wins are terrific memories but mostly it's the women on the team what they bring to the sport and uh and the relationships that bob and i get uh from coaching the sport so we're very very blessed well said coach i have to ask you you your sister coach is your husband bob matthews how does that work and uh how does that situation play out sure so bob and i started coaching together quite naturally uh we we both met each other through our participation in rugby we absolutely loved the sport and we played for many many years um when i agreed to coach at Bowden, there were 50 or 60 women eager to play the sport and uh despite uh i had a full-time job and Bob had a full-time career in managing a family-owned business. He came to a few practices, and he immediately offered to help. We brought our daughters to practices and games. They were three and five at the time, and for many years they grew up alongside, you know, having 40 or 50 um, big sisters. It was truly a family affair. Uh, Bob is definitely, he's an amazing forwards and game coach. He follows local, national, and international rugby. He stays up on the game, and he's just really a very observant uh, and quiet, thoughtful coach. Uh, he does. He coaches the forwards on our team. I manage the backs and the overall. But uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic relationship and partnership because it's something that we're passionate about. And, uh, and at the beginning, at the time, you know, it was something that was um, a focus outside of our careers and outside of our, our family and marriage. It was something we really loved to do. And uh, now that this is my full-time job, it's a little bit different. But still, he, he's a great partner, and we would not be where we are without him. Wow, that's, that's really great. That's really great. What, um, what, what type of team do we expect this year so far, and how, how do you think the rest of the fall, the season, to play out with the team? Um, certainly. Uh, the, the last two years, we've graduated substantial numbers of seniors and very good seniors, a couple of All-Americans. This year, however, this team has a resiliency and an ability to step up. 
it's probably one of the younger teams we've coached in quite a while. Uh, yet the seniors and uh, some of the underclassmen are just terrific players and terrific teammates. So I think we'll, I would expect more of the same. Uh, they, they want to play well. They want to do well. They definitely want to win, and yet the focus of this team is not necessarily on winning. It's definitely on incremental learning. Each day, each week, each student wants to get a little bit better. So they do goal setting, and if they take care of that, they're going to win. Coach, last question. Where do you see this program in five years? What's your goal? Where, five years from now, we're talking. Uh, what, what can you expect to see uh, for the fans for the program? Um, I'd like to see, with the increasing admission support that Bowdoin is now giving because of the nature of the sport and the nature of the teams that we're playing, I'd like to see a healthier mix of both recruited athletes and walk-ons from the student body. I would not want to see, um, to, to see us become a, a sport where we didn't accept walk-ons. It's just too great an opportunity. So I see us leaving the Tier 2 and maybe pushing up and playing some of the Tier 1 teams um, unless Tier 2 gets stronger and unless there are more and more NCAA teams coming, then that's what I'd like to see. If it does continue to grow at the rate it has the past few years, I see the NCAA hosting uh, a women's rugby national championship at the collegiate D3 level, and I see Bowden right in there in the Final Four. Coach, also, too, what do you like to do outside of Coach Rugby in southern Maine? Uh, what, what's some of your interest? Uh, well, I miss playing still. Um, I, I think almost anybody who played might say the same thing. It's a fantastic uh, team sport, so I miss playing. But I, I fill up my free time now. I definitely want to stay fit and stay athletic. I do train for triathlons. I love biking, hiking, um, have a dog, love my dog, uh, just a, a variety of things that you'd want to do uh, keeping yourself busy. Working at Bowdoin is a fantastic place because it's uh, an academic institution and so the love of learning just gets um, perpetuated um, we recently moved back into Portland and I'm taking Italian uh, so I'm definitely keeping myself busy with my family with my dog with my career and a bunch of hobbies well Cody, what a way to wrap it up well said and uh, thanks so much for the time and best of luck to your program next couple of years and you know what I wouldn't be surprised if we see you at the NCAA championship you mentioned about in the future thank you so much all right, Coach, thank you. You're welcome. Well, we're lucky enough to be joined by Meredith Outerson, former player, graduate of 2017. Meredith, thanks so much for the time and joining us here on the podcast. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. And you were a former rugby player. Um, just first of all, talk about your time where you grew up, and did you always play rugby growing up, or was it a sport you took up later in life? Um, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, but I did not play rugby at all um, in high school or even until college. So I did crew throughout high school, um, rowing, and then I started rugby at Bowdoin. And just talk about that uh, experience. I talked to your head coach, Mary Beth Matthews, earlier, and she talked about how a lot of the recruiting does go on campus when the students first arrive, just like you spoke. Just talk about how that process went for you. Yes, exactly. Um, so I was sort of tired of rowing um, coming out of high school. I was a little bit burnt out and uh, wasn't planning on doing a sport at college, actually. Um, I was going to, you know, not do crew and see uh, what that would be like, um, just sort of structuring my own time without a sport. 
Um, but then I was leaving the activities fair at uh, the beginning of, you know, freshman orientation, first year orientation, and I was wearing my crew jacket, and I remember the rugby team had a big table set up uh, with cookies and posters and information, um, and Mary Beth was there, um, our head coach, and she sort of called out to me and was like, hi, you know, are you a rower? Um, because she saw my jacket, and I said, well, no, you know, I'm, I just decided to stop rowing, um, and she said, oh, well, we love to get ex-rowers, you know, they're really strong in ways that are great for rugby, um, you know, they already sort of have that, like, rigorous athletic training that, um, that can be really helpful for the sport, um, but it's not necessary, of course, to join, and, and so she was really, you know, just sort of talked to me about it for a little bit, and at first, I was very much, uh, you know, I sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm not planning on doing a sport, and I, I don't really want to join a, a different sport. Um, but she was really nice and just said, well, the first week of practice is totally open. You can come try it out, see what you think. Um, and, you know, no commitment, no hard feelings right away. If you decide it's not for you. Um, so then that next week, uh, when classes started, a lot of, uh, pretty much most of the students on my floor um, had a sports team. And so I decided, all right, you know, I'll give it a try, see what rugby is like, um, and, you know, see if I decide that I, I want to sort of try to learn a new sport. So I did. I went to the first practice and the first week of practices and just really at first really loved the team, really loved the players. Um, Mary Beth sort of talked at the beginning about what the team culture is like, and it seemed really compelling to me. Um, and, and then so I sort of stayed initially for – uh, the team aspect of, wow, this seems really great. It seems really awesome to have sort of structured workouts throughout my week and um, players to get to know and everything. Uh, and then eventually, you know, a, a couple months in, I, I really fell in love with the sport itself and just the exciting challenge of learning rugby. Um, and so that, alongside the team culture, is sort of what, what made me compelled me to stay throughout my four years and keep playing. Wow, that's a very, very cool story, how you got evolved. Um, and it, it shows that you took a chance, willing to try different things, and uh, you liked it. It was a great thing for you throughout your college experience. Yeah, exactly. What um, did well? First of all, you got me thinking as you were talking. Was that true? Did crew prepare you uh, for the practices of rugby and getting used to it? Yeah, I think so. In a lot of ways, it did. Um, I mean, in general, sort of having done almost any other sport um, prepares you in a lot of ways for sort of just you know getting in shape and having certain muscle groups that are really strong. So for instance, for crew, it's helpful because you already have generally like strong thighs and core and back strength um, and upper body strength, which is useful for passing. Um, but, but really like the core strength helps with tackling um, and with all sorts of different rugby specific workouts. Um, and in general, sort of each sport transfers over differently. So for instance, we had a teammate who had played basketball for three years at Bowdoin um, and ended up quitting basketball because she wasn't getting very much playing time and was sort of frustrated with uh, practicing so much to just be on the bench. So she joined rugby her senior year and picked it up super fast just because a lot of the basketball skills and sort of agility, um, spin moves and all of that transferred very well to rugby. And so she started off on our team senior year and was starting within, a, like, two weeks, I think. Um, she was just really good from, from the beginning because the basketball skills and her athleticism really transferred over nicely. So a lot of people have experiences like that with soccer or other sports. Um, and for me, I think really just the, 
the muscle strength um, and like cardio and other things from crew carried over nicely. And it shows, it tells me that you were able to meet a lot of different people on campus through playing rugby. Uh, care just to go into For like sure. that, how you socially, maybe even off the field. Yeah, exactly. In fact, for me, that's one of the sort of highlights of playing rugby at Bowdoin was that um, it's just such a, a, a team that comes from all different places of campus, did all different things in high school. Um, I mean, we have lots of athletes who didn't play a sport at all in high school or ever and sort of pick up rugby as their very first sport and are getting in shape and figuring out how to go for long runs and all of that, um, how to tackle and everything. Everybody generally learns how to tackle at Bowdoin, but... Um, yeah, yeah, really just, I think rugby is unique from other varsity sports at Bowdoin because there's not one type of player, not one type of program that we went through in high school to prepare for um, varsity-level rugby at college. We all come from different places, um, and I think that gives our team a much more diverse and just interesting, unique feel than um, some of the other teams which sort of have a, a team culture that I think is more maybe like stagnant or more predefined. Um like, if you imagine certain teams, um, like, generally students at Bowdoin can imagine what a player on that team looks like um, based on the team name, uh, and I think, or have stereotypes about, you know, what that team, a player on that team might be like, but at rugby, I think that's not really possible to sort of come up with because we're all so different. Meredith, do you have a favorite moment on the field playing rugby in your college career? Hmm, um... That's tough off the top of my head. I mean, I had so many favorite moments. Um, well, some of them would be just, you know, watching my teammates make incredible plays. Um, so my position on the field, I'm, uh, I played lock, and I generally don't actually touch the ball very much. I usually protect possession of the ball um, so that other players uh, who are faster than me or just have sort of more offensive skills can uh, do creative things with the ball. So a lot of the times I'll, you know, get up from a rock that just helped us win possession and then I'll see one of my teammates speeding off down the field and, like, score an incredible try. And that's always exciting for me just to watch, you know, the team working together and somebody getting to do something incredible um, because of work that I contributed to. So sometimes, you know, um, <laughs> some favorite moments, uh, my teammate Paige, who's in my year 2017, uh, got sort of well-known on the team for um, – so when you score in rugby, you receive possession back. The other team kicks off back to you. And sometimes Paige would score a try. The other team would kick possession back to us. Paige would catch the ball from the kickoff and then score another try just by running through the player and outrunning tackle, basically. Um, and so those were always <laughs> fun to watch. Um, in terms of my favorite moment for me, um, I scored my first try sophomore year. Um, so all throughout my first year of rugby, I didn't end up having the ball enough to score any tries because I was, you know, doing other skills and fulfilling other roles. Um, and so in my first game that I scored a try, uh, I ended up actually scoring two tries. And one of them, I was, there were sort of two girls who were trying to tackle me, sort of hanging off me as I just sort of kept running and, uh, and made it into the try zone and the touchdown and touched it down um, for a try. So that was really really fun <laughs> there you go you got it done that's great what uh what about off the field is there a moment hanging out with your friends uh, that you really look back on fond memories in college yeah again so many um i remember a lot of team dinners um where we would just 
stay for end up staying for like two hours plus and just talking and laughing and I don't even really remember about what um, but just having a great time being together um, as a team and then also uh, bus rides you know we go on sort of longer bus rides than the away games um, and I remember just you know, other players and friends, teammates and friends goofing off in the aisles and sort of, like, walking around, uh, like, chatting with various people, um, playing silly games on the bus rides, and, yeah, just so many great moments. My my rugby time was, was full of that. And what about your time with Coach Matthews? She, I talked to her earlier. She's so passionate. Uh, just talk about what it was like to play for under her. Yeah, she is so fantastic. I can't speak enough to how much of an impact she had on my time as a rugby player. Um, in high school, I, I had a very frustrating and hard to deal with um, coach for the crew team. Um, and he just, I love my friends on the team, but he made it sort of just hard to be, an, just hard to, hard to deal with the team politics sort of. Um, and so coming out of high school, my time with the rugby team was just the opposite of that. I was sort of blown away my first year about how communicative MB is and how kind she is, how much she understands, you know, if you're sort of trying to figure out how to balance schoolwork and athletics, she's like totally on your side with all of that. Um, and so that for me was just a big contrast right away in, in the positive direction. Um, and she really, I mean, she cares about players. She knows so much about rugby. She's a huge part of, of why we've been such a successful team since we've um, gone varsity. Um, and she just really is wonderful. I mean, I think I grew a lot personally across my first year or two of playing rugby, and she was a big part of that, you know, just checking in with me in one-on-one meetings, um, you know, saying, I see you notice that you're doing this, you know, maybe you could think about trying to improve in this way. Um, maybe if you did X, you know, your teammates would really appreciate that um, and things like that that were just really helpful for me in terms of becoming a better player and teammate and person and then eventually a leader on the team. And Coach Matthews also talked about how a lot of her former players come back and support the program. Are you looking forward to in the next couple of years? I know you're a recent graduate, uh, but still being a part of the active rugby family at Bowdoin College. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to as much as I can. Um, I don't know exactly sort of what that will look like throughout the next couple of years, but I am going back for homecoming this weekend, uh, this year, um, and looking forward to that, to seeing, you know, seeing my, my friends who are still on the team again, um, sort of participating in, in alumni events now as an alum, which is exciting because I remember them from the other side from the last few homecomings. Um and, and certainly, you know, I want to stay in touch with the rugby team and how they're doing over, you know, Facebook, alumni newsletters and things like that. Um, I, I don't think I'll sort of come back in any sort of official coaching capacity or anything, although several alums, you know, plenty of alums have done that. Um, but definitely looking to stay involved and stay apprised of how they're doing and all of that. And then last question, what are you up to now? The fans update us and uh, uh, since graduation. Yeah, for sure. So I am living in Boston now. Um, I majored in environmental policy at Bowdoin, and I'm going to be, or I'm already working at an environmental consulting company um, called ERG. So I'll be working to support um, EPA programs uh, in various capacities, um, doing some research and writing for them. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about sort of that step. It's, 
it's really exactly what I wanted to do with my degree from Bowdoin, so it's exciting that I'm getting that opportunity. Um, and then Boston, you know, has a lot of great club rugby teams um, and and sort of more intense teams, and I'm looking to sort of figure out a team, you know, like a club team to be a part of um, now that I am here for the next couple of years at least. Well, that sounds great. Any final comments to people who are thinking about coming to play rugby and uh, are fans looking to come support the team? Yeah, um, I mean, I would say that rugby is just incredible. It's an awesome sport. It's super exciting, and it's, it's great to learn, especially Bowdoin's rugby team. is just so wonderful to be a part of. Um, so I'd really encourage anyone, any student who's thinking about it, to come check it out. And also, yeah, just for, for students in general at Bowdoin to come support our games because I think um, rugby often doesn't get as much support as some of the other sort of well-known sports. But we really are, are one of Bowdoin's, you know, most successful teams. We win lots of games. And, and I just think it's really fun to come watch a Bowdoin team, you know, win, do make really great plays, and, and do a great job out on the field and off the field. And so um, I'd encourage, you know, people to come support their friends and their peers and just check it out. We have a lot of home games, and, and it's always super fun to watch from the sidelines, too. Well, very well said, Meredith Adderson, former alum of Bowdoin Rugby. Thanks so much for joining us here, and congratulations to your new job in Boston. It seems like things are going very well for you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, take care. You too. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Bowdoin Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Polar Bear Athletic Fund. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Special thanks to head coach Mary Beth Matthews and former player Meredith Adderson. It was a great podcast, and I hope you learned a lot about Bowdoin women's rugby. Stick with us for next month edition here in the Bowdoin Sports Podcast. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.